0: Welcome back to Well, that's interesting. The you really can't make this shit up, edition. Oh no.
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, yeah. When most people, when like normal people, start <laughs> uh, start a story with you can't make this shit up. Um, yeah. It's really not that big of a deal. Mm. But when you start a story with you can't make this shit up, that's bad. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Because it it means that you're probably going to talk about Mm. a body part falling out of a person. (laughs) Or on occasion. Or a parasite I'm going to get tomorrow. Yeah, (laughs) possibly. (laughs) Or another dormant volcano that's not dormant, it's a lie. It's a conspiracy. It's not true, ever. They're all going to blow up at some point. That's true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying if I've learned (laughs) anything on this podcast is we are all going to get parasites and covered with volcano ash at some point. That's possible.
0: And lose our anuses. (laughs) That's
1: that's very possible. Very possible. It's the most possible of them all.
0: Uh, today, <laughs> though, today is episode 056, that time the U.S. military secretly released biological agents in the New York City subway. God damn it. <laughs>
1: of course they did. Of yeah. course they did. I ride the subway every day. And you this look, would explain a lot. I have to say, you
0: you already look horrified and it's like, a minute 40 in. That's, I know. That's, that's got to be a new record. I'm
1: horrified and a little <laughs> bit upset. This would explain, I've ride the subway every day, and this would explain why I've had a headache for the last seven years. It's all coming together. Yeah. This is why the doctors have no idea what's going on. It's. I sound really crazy. Where is my tinfoil hat?
0: <laughs> I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with... Uh, the um, currently uh, very upset Marissa Riley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> upset is a, is a word you could use to describe yeah. this. Yes. Uh,
0: if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you.
1: So it's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> oh. But from past experiences, I I did know it was probably going to be bad. Yeah. Um. Luckily, interesting, interesting. <laughs> the worst things in life are the most interesting, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm fucking pumped to hear more about this.
0: So. <laughs> then we should begin. We should begin. We should begin. Let's shout. Okay. Show. Uh. Okay. Let's head back in time, just a hop, skip, and a jump to New York City. June 1966. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! Now, although this is a staggering 55 years ago, my friends, stop me if this rings any bells. Okay. 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 Just two years prior, emotions poured out onto the streets of Harlem as 4,000 people protested, rioted, and demanded justice for a 15 year old boy killed by the NYPD. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Throughout the 60s, workers walked off underpaid, uninsured jobs, going on strike, demanding a living wage. Yeah. Uh, most notably was the 12-day transit strike, which began on New Year's Day, 1966. Uh, employees of the Transport Workers Union and Amalgamated... Amalgamated. Trans- yeah. That's a that <laughs> um,
1: word. No thanks. Yeah. Should, we, should we
0: say it together? Yeah. Amalgamated. amalgamated. Yeah amalgamated transit union, uh, they had the audacity to demand an increase in wages from $3.18 to- uh, to, what an
1: audacity. (laughs)
0: They they demanded an increase in wages from $3.18 to $4.14 an hour, and additional paid holiday and pension benefits. Now, none of these employees, their management, not even city officials themselves, would be aware of a germ warfare operation that would take place just six months later. Oh, no. That's right. Oh, <laughs> no.
1: It would be so cool if it happened during the strike while no one was there. But I guess that would defeat the purpose of ruining right. lives. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Th- there you go. That's right, my friends. On June 6th, 1966, a 21-person team, mostly comprised of men from the Army Laboratories at Fort Dietrich, Maryland, Uh, they walked walked into subway stations along the Lexington, 7th, and 8th Avenue lines with a mission only privy to them. Okay. Yeah. They were to release biological agents during rush hour and document how quickly that agent spread throughout the system. What? Yeah.
1: Are they fucking stupid? (laughs) So... Have they been huffing this biological whatever? Yeah. I know. I mean...
0: You don't really have to think too hard about what would happen. But, yeah, um, anyway, this was all summed up in the title of the unauthorized research. Um, It was called Study of the Vulnerability of Subway Passengers in New York City to Covert Attack with Biological Agents.
1: Oh, my God, this is so stupid. If you're like, I wonder what it's like to... For a person to take poison. Yeah. You don't drink poison to see what happens. You don't, you know. You you fucking read a book. You know? You fucking do a Google search. Yeah. I realized they didn't have Google then, but like. Yeah, do a different kind of research, (laughs) man. This is not the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, well. How
0: did they do it? And <laughs> what did they discover? And more importantly, what the fuck did they release? And has anyone been accountable? Yeah, held been held accountable. Sorry, I'm stuttering over my own words what in if anger. It was, what if it was like
1: a fun <laughs> drug, and they just released like acid into the air, and everyone? That's not a. That's <laughs> not always a fun drug. Never actual, mind.
0: The acid thing actually did happen, and it didn't go well. Oh, yeah. Do you know that? Do you know that study? It was like. A covert, like, giving people acid and they didn't know. I I wish our listeners could see my eyes right
1: now. (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty much
0: bulging out of your head. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, give it a Google. I think it was LSD. They were like, people were given LSD and they didn't know it. And, like, really bad shit happened,
1: clearly. That's horrible. Yeah. That is terrible. Yeah. I will Google the shit out of that later. Listeners, feel free to Google as well and write in. We can have, like, an article club or something on this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is another one of those types of studies where that happened. Great. Um, Anyway, so, again, how'd they do it? What did they discover? What the fuck? What the fuck and who's been held accountable? All of these questions will be answered, my friends. But first, we really need to put a spotlight on the team's lead engineer. Oh. Charles Senseni. Ah,
1: fucking Charles.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, he was a contracted weapons designer for the CIA and other government agencies. So I hate him. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Dr. Marissa, if you would be so kind, please tell us a little bit more about this man, specifically the things he invented for the CIA, and what other projects he was involved in, just so we can get an idea of what kind of creative guy he is. Oh my
1: god, something tells me I'm about to hate him even more. Okay. Here we go from the New York Times. Quote, Mr. Sincini confirmed under questioning by Senator Gary Hart, Democrat of Colorado, that Fort Derrick Labs, Fort Dietrich Labs, apologies, had secretly placed a colored dye into the water system of a Washington DC building used by the Food and Drug Administration to test how fast the occupants could be killed or incapacitated by a biological agent in the water system. God. Mr. Sincini said he had developed a special drill that allowed the dye to be punched into a water pipe without leakage or change in the water pressure. God, Mr. (laughs) Sincini said that his specialty at the Fort Detrick Laboratories was making hardware devices to deliver poisons and biological agents, and that his unit, the Special Operations Division at Fort Detrick, had received assignments to crew exotic weaponry. I don't Mm -hmm. know what that means. (laughs) Most of his assignments came from the Army, mainly The special forces, he said, though he recalled one request from the CIA to develop a handheld dart gun that could shoot a poison dart into a dog without leaving a trace. (laughs) intelligence sources said that poison darts had been used operationally in asia to incapacitate guard dogs okay i get it at at installations the cia wanted to enter surreptitiously surreptitiously nailed it nailed it (laughs) the poison did not kill the dogs yes these sources said, instead, it would put them out for several hours, but left no trace. So that examination would not reveal the dogs had been out of action. End quote. This is a very interesting person. He's yeah. very good at what he does. <laughs> yes. But oh. I don't know if I like what he does. No. At no. all. No. I'm glad the dogs aren't dying. That's- that was a weirdly redeeming moment. I was like, okay, so we're just going to. Make them sick. Yeah. But yeah. not kill them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and this guy's in charge of uh,
1: this project. Great. That's great. I yeah. feel great. So he's going to be successful at doing something terrible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. So, Got it. Got so it. So, my friends, the guy who's willing to drug dogs for the CIA was in charge of figuring out a way to gas the good people of New York without their knowledge and report back on the findings. After the break... No! God damn it. After the break... No. <laughs> We're going to learn what new toy Charles invented to get this all done, and some of the shenanigans along the way.
1: (laughs) Stay tuned. Please do. With Wired Science, you can geek out all you want. It's a podcast for anyone obsessed with math, science, space, biology, or technology. And it provides in-depth coverage on current news and discoveries. From strange diseases that turn your tongue fuzzy, Kat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media.
0: Hey, everyone. Jill Chacha here from Well, That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you the other ones (laughs) you get the idea and you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required you could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one so what are you waiting for download spotify for podcasters today and start changing the world oh and please stay interesting and we're back we are so back we're so back and we're buying tokens
1: Oh, right. Like subway tokens. That's right. We're buying Aww, subway tokens. To In case uh, you don't live in New York or nearby, uh, nowadays we use cards or our phones if we're young, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, and, uh, but back in the day, people would buy little tokens. That's right.
0: Yeah. I and, used them. I, yeah.
1: I am old enough to remember using tokens. You used a token. Well, I was, was
0: itty bitty. But Aww, yeah. Oh,
1: that's so cute. Yeah, It was like having.
0: It was like having a change that no one uses anymore, you know. That's I, so funny. Just like, yeah. They were like the size of a nickel. I wonder if you could turn it in for anything.
1: Oh, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, we're buying subway tokens, my friends, and Dr. Marissa. Would you like to guess how much a subway ride cost back in yield? 1966? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question.
1: I'm going with Ten cents. Ten cents. Ten cents. Okay. Is yeah. that your final answer? Yes. Okay. Well, you're pretty
0: goddamn close because it was twenty cents ah! for- to ride the goddamn subway. So. Not bad. <laughs> Not right. bad. I, fucking, yeah. I I can afford that. <laughs> yeah. Great. Take me back. Take um, me back. Yeah, you can pass the savings onto the equipment needed for your covert operation. Now remember, it's the 60s and you work for the CIA on occasion uh-huh, okay which uh-huh. means <laughs> which means your biodetection sensors must be concealed in the most James Bondy way possible ooh
1: <laughs> i sense a, um, a gadget
0: yes my god many gadgets uh, according to the 1998 daily news article the day the subway got dusted quote charles senseni rode the trains with a measuring device on his belt that was disguised to look like a photographic meter okay other tr- team members toted what appeared to be briefcases and pocketbooks. The team members positioned in the station, however, had more obvious devices. Okay. End
1: quote. I feel like they all had obvious faces yeah. too. <laughs> like, they they probably had the most narc faces. Oh my god. In the world, yeah. and they were probably using like poorly uh, thought up lingo <laughs> and stuff like that.
0: On their own specific drug. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Terrible. So, now, before we dive into what bacteria was released onto our great city oh, uh, and the results, uh, I thought we could pepper in some quintessential New York subway interactions. Oh, yeah. That's right. Dr. Marissa, if you would please tell us what team members wrote in their
1: report in regards to how New Yorkers reacted to their getup. Of course. Oh, my <laughs> so- gosh. Yes. All right. Quote. Sitting on a bench in 28th Street station a man also sat on the bench uh, a yeah. man also sitting on i'm going to get this you guys it's it's really weirdly written okay so yeah if it
0: yeah a man also sat on the bench began to look at
1: began oh i see there, i see yeah. okay it's weird yeah all right i'm going to start it over sitting on a bench <laughs> in 28th Street station a man also sat on the bench began to look at The box sampler case, then asked me what was making so much noise. I answered, the radio. He seemed satisfied. A train came in, and he caught it. A second team member wrote, a man sitting on the bench beside me leaned over and looked into the case. No comment made. I looked at him as if to indicate he should mind his own business, and he looked away. There you go. I don't know how to reply to that.
0: Yeah. I just think they're just classic interactions on the subway. Yeah. It's just like, if you ever rode the subway in New York, that's exactly how it is. It's like the definition of minding your own damn
1: business. No one cares about each other unless someone's, like, bleeding. Yeah. Then they'll hand you a tissue and call 911 at the next station. Yeah. And then immediately move on to where they need to be exactly yeah. they'll make it
0: to work on time it's that's crazy that's what it's all about yeah. yeah so uh yeah minding their own damn business which made it exceptionally easy for the rest of the team members to deploy the bio agent mm. so consistency is key so to continue with the james bondy feel for this operation charles decided the best method of carrying and deploying the agent was with you guessed it light bulbs What? (laughs) Yes. How the fuck does that work? Yeah. Uh, According to Business Insider, quote, the light bulbs were packed with about 175 grams of Bacillus subtilis bacteria, uh, then known as Bacillus globiagee. I think I'm saying that. Globiagee? Globiagee. Globiagee. Bacillus? Sure. Uh, Anyway, approximately 87 trillion organisms in each. That's a lot. Now, the, um, yeah. what, what <laughs> is it? <laughs> ah, put a pin in it. Now, the plan was to shatter them and then use the sampling machines to see how they spread through the subway tunnels and trains, ah. end quote. So, yeah, I know what you're thinking. What the hell is the substance once known as Bacillus globigii? Well, back in 1966, this strain of bacteria was considered harmless. But they also smoked in planes back then. Uh Uh-huh. So, Dr. Marissa, would you please continue reading from our source, Business Insider, as to its status as technology has advanced? Absolutely. All right. Quote,
1: they're all considered pathogens now, (laughs) (laughs) says Leonard Cole, the director of terror medicine and security program at Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School, who documented these experiments in his book, Clouds of secrecy, the army's germ warfare tests over populated areas. A paper from the National Academy of Sciences analyzing military experiments notes that B. uh, Globige is now considered a pathogen and is often... A cause of food poisoning. That's right. Infections are rarely known to be fatal, the report said, though fatal cases have occurred, end quote.
0: There you go. So they gave everyone
1: food poisoning.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they didn't know it at the time, but... Um, oh, great. It, <laughs> Even better. Yeah, yeah. but put a pin in that thought. <sighs> Let's move on to what the methods Charles and the gang used to break open those bulbs and possibly, but unintentionally, cause a massive massive outbreak of food poisoning.
1: Wait, can we just pause really quick before we go on? Yeah. I just put a couple things together. Yeah. Okay. A a quick story. One time I ate this bad shawarma and I got on the train. Yeah. And it made me very sick. Yeah. In a way that I really needed to use the bathroom mm. instantly. Yeah. And so I had to do the most embarrassing thing, which is before it was time for my stop, which was 10 steps away, I had to get up on the next step and run out of the train to the nearest coffee shop that had a bathroom. I had to buy a croissant so I could get the bathroom key, <laughs> yeah. run to the bathroom, and use it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. What if everyone on the train had to do that? Yeah. Think about it. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. What if everyone had to run into a Starbucks, buy a croissant to get the bathroom code? Ah, uh,
0: and there's only one at a time. Yeah, it's only one at a time, man. Yeah. Wouldn't be
1: good, New Yorkers. <laughs> we're we're tough, but we're not share a bathroom tough. <laughs> we're not there yet. No. Um, like, yeah. Anyways, I just had to put that thought into the air. Yeah, much like they put this food poisoning into the air. Into the
0: air. Yeah, let's all think about just having to shit uncontrollably. Let's let's think about that. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Think about it. So,
0: tell me more. So, what were the methods Charles and the gang used? Well, they were pretty easy. Uh, They smashed the bulbs against subway grates located on sidewalks. Okay. You know that scene with Marilyn Monroe where her skirt blows up? Uh, If you're not familiar, that's a subway grate. There's a station below. So the bacteria would just fall into the station. Great. Uh, They tossed bulbs onto tracks. Ugh. And my favorite, they just threw them from moving trains.
1: Oh, great. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, These methods and the lack of interference allowed the testing and the smashing to go on for four days.
1: What? Yes.
0: Jeez, you guys. Now... Dr. Marissa, with your experience and expertise with biochemicals. So much. <laughs> how quickly do you think these bacteria would travel through the subway system, uh, you know, taking into account wind speed, the movement of trains and people, etc. How fast do you think it would
1: the fastest yeah. as fast <laughs> as possible. That I mean, this the space in a subway isn't that big. No. The, we're all sharing the same air. If someone farts, everyone knows. We all do. So, my guess <laughs> is everyone got diarrhea at the same time. Okay, I like That's that. That's the final answer. Final answer. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Instantly, day one. <laughs> so, from
0: Business Insider, quote, army scientists concluded that it took between 4 and 13 minutes for train passengers to be exposed to the bacteria. Instant. Yeah. 5 minutes. Five minutes after bacteria were released at the 23rd Street station, the bacteria could be detected at every station between 14th Street and 59th
1: Street. Wow. Yeah. I was right. Yes, you were. <laughs> well done.
0: Uh, between June 6th and June 10th, they calculated more than a million people were exposed.
1: Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> yep.
0: End quote. It's uh, terrible. <laughs> According to the report, the best method, or the most efficient way to expose the most people, is, no surprise, by throwing stuff from a moving train. Or as they put it, quote, dropping an agent agent package to the roadbed from a rapidly moving train is an easy and effective method for covert contamination of a segment of a subway line with a biological agent. The germ is aerosolized and dispersed rapidly by the movement of the train,
1: penetrating the station And trains. End quote. It's a very fancy way of I sprinkled it off the train. Yeah. And gave everyone gut problems.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The runs. Now, if at any point you asked yourself, is this legal? and thought it can't be, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Uh, You're actually right. Uh, Experiments that use bacteria to simulate biological weapons uh, without the knowledge or consent of participants stands in direct violation of something called the Nuremberg Code. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which states pretty clearly that, quote, voluntary and informed consent is required. I
1: I didn't even think about the consent part. (laughs) I, 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 I just assumed there was no consent and they were up to something terrible. I just didn't, yeah. it, ju- it just didn't even occur to me that they would like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: this was definitely no consent. Nobody knew what they were doing. No.
1: Yeah. This is terrible.
0: Uh, but good news, the New York City subway incident wasn't the only test conducted on unsuspecting U.S. civilians. No. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, would you please tell us from our source over at Business Insider, what the hell I'm talking about? Of course, of course.
1: All right. Quote, this test was one. Of at least 239, I repeat, 239 experiments conducted by the military in a 20 year germ, well, germ warfare testing program that went on from 1949 to 1969. End quote. I almost said germ welfare. <laughs> Um, Son of a bitch! That's a lot of experiments and people and time it sure and is. germs. It sure is. That's too much. Yep. Uh, one was too much. Um, this yeah. is fucked up.
0: Now I highly recommend to Google to find out more about those. In the meantime, let's stick with our subway adventure. Yes. Now, you're probably curious Curious, sorry, as to how all of this info eventually got out. Yeah. Well, my friends, the answer is just as weird as the story. Oh, my God. Was there a huge line at uh, <laughs> Starbucks, Starbucks bathrooms in
1: 1966?
0: <laughs> Fast forward to the mid-1970s when Charles, Charles's 71-page report was released under the Freedom of Information Act in response to a request by, you guessed it, the Church of Scientology. Weird. <laughs>
1: yes. They pop up in the weirdest places. It's so strange. So so the Church of Scientology was like, something happened on the train. Yeah. Can you guys do something? Can <laughs> someone answer this question? Yes. And, I'm, yeah. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm glad someone asked. <laughs> yes, I know. I can't believe it was them. I cannot fucking believe it. I don't know how or
0: why the folks over at Scientology got involved in this, but their request led to a public hearing in 1975. Holy shit. It was held by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, and Charles himself testified to everything. Oh my god. Documents were even submitted by William E. Colby, the director of Central Intelligence, about this secret subway test, and a shit ton more. Everything you learned today came from that hearing. Oh, my God. Even the part about dogs in Asia getting all drugged up. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that came
0: out at that hearing. Uh So, what happened? What came of the revelation that covert testing was done for over 20 years and the CIA and the Army wanted all of these weird weapons made? What the fuck? Well, if you said nothing, nothing happened you're right. God damn it. As far as I know. I Fucking America. <laughs> God, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what what came of that hearing. I, I really couldn't find anything.
1: I, I couldn't find anything. After. Sounds about right, though. Yeah. That sounds it's consistent. You couldn't find anything because no one did anything. Yeah.
0: So this may be a case of do it now and apologize later, for which I don't even think New Yorkers got an apology for. Yeah. Someone apologized to us. I wasn't <laughs> there, but I still feel hurt. I do want one. Yeah. yeah. So what can I say? This is why we have trust issues with the
1: government. The and end. Yeah. 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 Um, I do wonder how many people were affected stomach-wise. I don't know. From it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: didn't say. All
0: they said was uh, the spores went real fast. That's, that's it. That's all they said.
1: <laughs> I think That's, everyone. Yeah. I'm gonna s I'm gonna go with everyone. Everyone's just
0: nervously eating their
1: croissant while waiting to take a shit. Yep. Every a, single yeah. person they're all sweating. stress, stress eating a their cold croissant. sweat. Kind of leaning forward.
0: That's all right. All right just waiting for just just for mercerality to just get out of
1: the bathroom already. It's I'm gonna be a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was gross. I don't <laughs> care though. This is a This is a stressful subject, but we made it through. We made it through. Fucking interesting. Thank you for listening,
0: subscribing, telling your friends about the uh, secret subway test
1: in 1966. You should tell them. It's important. Tell tell your friends. Stress them out. Yeah. (laughs) Connect over diarrhea. You know, we all could connect over that. I think so. Yeah. And please stay interesting. Please do.